Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. This episode's been brought to you by the Raw Raw Spirit Team. Growing your business is just the beginning. Too many business owners try to grow their business on their own. They spend countless hours testing out and investing in hundreds of strategies, all with the aim of building their business. Without support, someone helping to guide you and cheering you on, motivation starts to go down, your passion starts to decrease, you start running out of money and losing faith in your business and yourself. The Raw Raw Spirit Team is a supportive community filled with expert programming, up-to-date training, guest experts, mentorship, and like-minded business owners. This isn't another community and another strategy. This is a serious and supportive community of business owners focused on supporting each other and building their business. You are welcome here. Welcome to the show. I am joined today by Kate Beloved. She is a visionary, a crystal sound weaver, a speaker for the unseen realms, an intuitive soul artist, a spirit dancer, and the angel code oracle. But truth be known, she really is passionate about serving you. Today, Kate is going to be joining me to talk about all things angels. We're going to be talking about the Angel Code Oracle. I'd like to know all about her spiritual journey began and how she kind of, you know, got into crystal sound weaving and, you know, becoming a visionary. What is a visionary? And we're going to be talking about all things astro numerology as well. And we might throw in some channeling tarot readings. Who knows? It's an hour of just, <laughs> you know, two of us hanging out. And uh, there are so many directions that we could go in, Kate. <laughs> Welcome to the show, my friend. Oh, thank you so much. Beautiful. <laughs> That's awesome. It's wonderful being here with you and talking about my favorite things in the world. Yes, me too. It's definitely some of my favorite conversations that I've ever had talking about this sort of stuff as well. So why don't we kind of go back a little bit? I mean, I I read that, you know, you kind of have a bunch of titles associated with your name, Uh, but, you know, I I would assume that you didn't necessarily start there. So if you wouldn't mind, maybe how did your spiritual journey sort of kick itself off, so to speak? Well, the truth is I came in like this. I, I wasn't one of those that had gone back to sleep. But things happened that I didn't know. First of all, I didn't talk a lot about what was going on because I didn't know that it was different than anyone else. So I've always played in the other realms, but I thought everyone did. Right. I didn't under, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't understand healing and growing up My parents thought I was a hypochondriac who was never sick in my entire life. Right. But if I was near someone, I would pick things up and then I would be talking about these things, not knowing that that was an empath. Right. You know? Um, And it wasn't until I was 18 and home from university that I realized, oh, wait a second there's something else going on here because I had this crazy experience of of being in bed 
at night and feeling like I was going to die and then realizing I wasn't, that I was going to be okay. And it was at that moment I realized I was pulling in the experience of a dear, dear friend of my parents who was hospitalized, not expected to live with the stroke. Mm-hmm. And it was at that moment that I realized, oh my goodness, all these things, as far as um, empathic things, aren't me. I never thought they were me, because like I said, I was never sick a day in my life. Yeah. But that started when I, that was the only thing that I talked about. That's the only reason I bring it up. That was the only part that I talked about when I was little. I didn't right. talk about playing with the fairies. I didn't talk about, you know, seeing all of the beings and talking to all the beings and all those things that we call um, imaginary friends. Yeah. Right? Not imaginary. But I just didn't talk about them because I thought it was everyone's experience. Right. Okay. I want to go back for a minute, but just before I do, Kate, there seems to be a bit of a background rumbling where you are maybe. Have you noticed that? I have not noticed that, but there's a big storm outside. That's what it is. There's a storm. And you can hear that? Yes, I'm on the beach. Okay, wonderful. Well, that's very, okay, I like it. It's (laughs) It's good to add some context, so there we go. Yes. Okay, so listen, I need to go back for a minute just to kind of clarify. So first of all, for our listener at home, one of our previous episodes, I did interview Keandra from the Empath School. So if you're not familiar with what, you know, Kate is talking about in relation to, you know, the word empath and and what types of empaths there are, go back and listen to that episode because we're not going to get into that today. I've got too many other things I want to go into with Kate. So, um, but that being said, so as an empath, we know that you're intuitively picking up, you know, the health ailments or the conditions of other people around you. So you're talking about how when you were 18 and you went home and you were in bed and you were all of a sudden overcome with, I guess, the feeling of being sick and feeling like this was your going to be, you know, your transition time. And then you understood that you were picking up the feelings of somebody else who was a close family friend to you. So I'm wondering how you understood at that time that it wasn't your stuff or if I've misunderstood you. I just knew. And, and what I might not have said is they were fine. And I knew in that moment they were going to have a full recovery, which they did. Okay. Which they did. Okay. So I was running that energy, but I wasn't running it until they were recovering and it was amazing and it was wonderful. One of the things, the challenges of empaths is that we sometimes take on the pain of other people to help them deal with their pain, or sometimes we take it on, you know, as a way of like connecting with a person or, uh, right. And so for me, it's, it's taken me a long time, like up to now, up to now, I'm 37, to figure out, oh, wait a minute, sometimes if I have an ailment, it doesn't belong to me. So it's such a nice thing that you were able to figure that out at 18 and just have that kind of inner knowing, although it sounds like you've always sort of had that resilience and that intuitive connection with your with your soul guidance, I guess you could say. Yes. And I've always known that it, that it wasn't 
I mean, when I would talk about these things, it was my parents that thought, oh my God, she's a hypochondriac. Because like I said, I was never sick. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. So it was just, you know, a really crazy thing. You know, one thing I'd love to share with you. What? Um, right off the bat is my name. Okay. Because that's a really big deal. Yes. Let's talk about um, it. Okay. My name is Kate Beloved. And it wasn't always, okay? Years and years ago, it was Kate. And then in um, 2010, I had an experience where I was standing in meditation. And in front of me was a bench with a huge light being and three light beings on either side of them. And I look down at myself, and I'm all in white. And the next thing I know, I'm kneeling. And the being in the center, this beautiful, big cosmic being, had a huge light sword, like Michael. And he's dubbing me. And he dubbed me, Beloved, Warrior of Light, you have always been from system to system to system from the beginning of time. And you are now activated. Wow. And yeah. And I said, uh, excuse me, because I'm, I'm a sassy fairy woman, right? I don't come by. I, I mean, this is it, right? I was going to say you've got red hair, so I'm understanding the sassiness. There we go. Yes. <laughs> and I'm saying to them, uh, excuse me, you want me to walk around and call myself beloved and wear white all the time? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Because I have always dealt with spirit that way, you know. And it took me the first two years I used Kate Beloved because it was the only way I could add beloved. And now Kate I never use Kate. It's always, when I introduce myself, it's always, hi, I'm Kate Beloved. Most people call me Beloved. And what I was told is when people call me Beloved, then they are experiencing the Beloved within them. Wow. So I know. And it's so crazy. And... I'm really funny about that because it took me so long to be able to step into that contract and step into that energy and actually, actually call myself beloved. I love so. that beloved. Thank you for sharing that story. And when you were telling me that I got total goosebumps, <laughs> it sounds like, you know, I love that you were talking about how it was almost, it was challenging to step into that role because I guess maybe you felt a certain sense of responsibility or did you feel a certain sense of real commitment to that, that path? I, I think it was both, but I also had this thing, which I've had most of my life, which is like a reverse ego. It's like, I can't walk around calling myself beloved. What are you crazy? You know? It, it's like, um, it took me a long time to understand there is no hierarchy. 
Right. It's an even playing field. Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time to be able to let go of that. And by the way, whenever I'm in public doing um, ceremony, because I lead all kinds of ceremonies, I'm always in white. Except for new moon when I'm in black. Okay. But it's beautiful. Yeah. You're honoring, you know, your own path. Can I go back to what you said earlier? Because I thought it was really sure. important. You said that, um, you know, when you had that experience where you were, um, I was going to say knighted, but I guess not really, yeah. but, you know, the same sort of gesture. Yeah. You know, you you kind of gave me the impression that you sometimes challenge the direction you're being given by spirit, <laughs> challenge the information that you're being given. And I guess I wanted to bring that up because I, I have heard that conversation before on some from some of my guests where some of them felt that they needed to do the things that they were asked to do or told to do because it came from a non-kind of human level and it almost seemed as though... <laughs> you know, they were, they needed to do that without understanding that they could also exercise their own free will. So I just, I kind of wanted your thoughts on that because I think that it's really important to discern what is right for you on your journey. And, and you did talk off the, you know, the top of the hour that you're somebody who didn't forget. Well, most of us have forgotten and we're trying to like, we're, we're on our path to remember but we are still humans, like we're in a human body, living a human experience. So it's about having that sort of balance all at the same time. We chose to, my, my teachings and my belief, we chose to come in to the, this life on this planet at this point to experience what we can only experience in physical form. Yeah. And we have the ability to feel into what is right for us, especially if we're in service. And this is a big deal for me. I came in in service. But at the same time, if I'm not wholly committed to that I can't serve well. Right. And I have, not as a human, but as a divine soul being, the ability and the opportunity to run it through and to see where it sits with my soul. And yeah, that's I, where it is for me. Right. Okay. So I think that that is so key, but I because I think that one of the challenges that we have with being human or in, living mm -hmm. the human experience, right? Yeah, is that we have been almost conditioned to look for outside validation for our decision making, right? And yes. I think that when you're privy to understanding that when you know innately that something just is this way, you know, sometimes people want justification, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like, well, I can't explain it to you. I just know <laughs> I'm supposed to go that way. All right. Exactly. And, and I'm hearing that that's kind of your truth as well, that when you, then when you know, you know, and, and then you act forward 
and you, and you move into that direction. Whereas I guess, do you think sometimes if you're given an opportunity, you do take some time to reflect on whether or not it serves you or do you kind of know sometimes right away? It's both. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's absolutely both. Yeah. But there are many times, you know, um, I began working with the angels in 1983. I was born in 1983, girl. Oh, happy birthday. (laughs) It was a very good year. It was. (laughs) So before then, I had always worked with unseen realms and partnered, but not with the angels. And I didn't know anything about them. Right. And... When they first came in, it was incredibly fabulous. I work, my primary guide for everything is Archangel Ariel, Mm. the angel of prosperity, of abundance, of intuition, of magic, of strength. And when they first came in and they started... um, Working with me, I would just laugh because I remember the first time I was awakened in about 4.30 in the morning. That seems to be my magic time, the ambrosia hours. And um, I was awakened at at 4.30 and I opened my eyes and my husband was away. And from his side of the bed, this beautiful shape came and just flew silently right over me and landed on the other side of the bed, right back on the floor. And I I knew it was an angel. And then, um, not long after that, I was awakened again and invited to get up and go to the window. And I said, uh, yeah, it's 4.30 in the morning. I'm not going to any window. <laughs> I have a rule for myself, three times and I'll, and I'll do it. Yeah, okay. So, so I did. I got out of bed and I went and I stood by the window and there was nothing going on. There was nothing at the window. So I went back to bed. And then a few nights later, I was awakened at the same time and I heard, get up and go to the computer. And I, I said, I'm not getting up and going to any computer. It's 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. Finally, I did. And I'm half asleep. And they say, turn it on. I say, okay. I turn it on. They say, put your fingers on the key. Okay. And oh, my goodness, the writing began. So I will say, no, I'm not playing your game. You know, and I have rules. You know, you can talk to me now. I'm open and available, but I'm not open and available all the time. Right. So you say rules, but it's also, it's boundaries, essentially. It is boundaries. And I, I think that some people who live a spirit, or I like to say a soul life, a life through the soul, don't always set boundaries, you know? Yeah. Um, And I think that's really important, doing those boundaries. 
So I do that with Archangel Ariel. When they first started writing and I first started taking their messages down, they end everything with, we are complete and transmission. Wow. And the first time I said, yeah, right. You want me to think you're an angel? You sound like a damn Trekkie. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, felt, I felt like saying, who is this really? But our relationship has been so, you know, so amazing. This has been going on. I've been working with Ariel since, the, well, they say eons and eons and eons um, from the beginning. But in this timeline since the 90s. And there have been things that they invite me to do that I, like they wanted me, I, I became a painter about 15 years ago. I never was a painter. They said, okay, now we're inviting you to paint. I said, I said I'm not a painter. So I stand in front of a canvas and I paint. And then they give me messages to go with it. Or with the books. I'm now doing the fourth book will be out before the end of the year. And when they first came in, we want you to write. I come from advertising. I'm a fabulous copywriter. Yeah. Really good. Or was back then. They want me to write. I said, what, you want a book of sound bites? Because I mean, I was writing for TV and radio and spots, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I said, yeah, right. So we write. And my biggest thing has been trust. You know, learning to trust. So I will say, no, I'm, I'm not a writer. I'm not a painter. But then when it settles in, it's like, oh, yeah, you know what? I am. We all are. And that's the thing. I have been teaching people our whole thing is abundance and prosperity. That's the whole thing I awaken in people, is their abundance and prosperity. And Ariel came in in the beginning and said, no, it's your process that you teach. It's your process. You have to be authentic and you have to be there. And once I learned to trust, then that's a great gift that is part of my service to others. Everyone has angels. I'm no different than anyone else. Mm. Everyone can pick up on their intuition. Everyone has the ability to be all-knowing. It's about getting out of our own way and about trusting. And we came here to live a delicious life of abundance. Yeah. Not one of us chose to come on this planet to struggle, to be ill, to be impoverished, and not to live our dreams. We're master manifestors. We are master creators. I want to go into that a little bit more, but I, I want to go back for a minute. Um, okay. Don't worry, I'll take us, I'll take us there <laughs> because I love talking about that sort of stuff too. And I'm definitely interested in the fact that, you know, we seem to, to think that living a life of abundance isn't deserved or that it's shallow in some way. So I'd like to talk about that. But before, before I do that, can I just, um, I just want to clarify some things for our listener at home, I guess. So okay. when you were talking about getting up 
and writing and you were talking about painting. So you would define that in a way as channeling, right? Yes. Right. It is channeling. So when you're writing, for example, just because if people aren't familiar with this, I want to ensure that they're not having an objection and not listening to everything else that we're talking about. So, you know, are you essentially not censoring the stream of information you're getting in your mind? It's almost in a way, if we explain it in human terms, it's all in your head. It's almost like in your imagination and then you're just letting it out through your fingers and you're not necessarily feeling as though it's beloved writing this it's it's from something other than you is that is that kind of right it's definitely right and I don't see it or hear it as I'm writing I'm a vocal channel too and I do not hear the messages when they're spoken I so I don't censor them they're just there I love that a lot. And I just want to say this one thing, because I, I um, interviewed a woman um, on, on the show, like, you know, ages ago, and she was basically talking about how when she channels, I said, how do you not interfere? Like, how do you not put your own perspective or your own thoughts into that, right? And mm-hmm. this is Sandy Turkington, the episode with Sandy Turkington. And she said that right. because she meditates, she's able to separate her almost like her human mind, she didn't say it exactly like that, but from the stream of consciousness from spirit. And so that's how she's not meddling the two. She had like the two, the two thought or the two minds in a way. And I just thought that made so much sense because up to that it point, does. I didn't really understand how you wouldn't have your own perspectives kind of meddled in with it. If, do you know what I mean? So is that how it kind I of, do. how you would describe it almost for yourself? That's a wonderful way to describe it. But again, I'm not aware of what's coming in. So I'm not censoring. What I do is move completely out of the way. Totally. And whether I'm painting, whether I'm writing, um, or whether I'm speaking, it's I'm out of the way. I give permission. And when they first asked me to begin speaking, I was really scared. And I, I said, and you're probably not old enough to know who this is, but I said to them, I'm setting boundaries here. Number one, I'm not looking like Ramtha. And Ramtha was Ramtha is. Okay, Jay-Z yes. Knight, and she's amazing, and you she mean, was the first one I had ever seen channel. Yes. yes, it's actually learned, when I first learned about quantum physics, I learned from a guy who studied with Ramtha. So actually, can you explain for our listener at home what you mean by that? Because your yes. body changes. Yes. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everything changes. Um, if... People at home are okay. I'll be glad to to speak and let Ariel speak. Let's do it. Yeah. Is that cool? Oh, I see. You're going to do it now. Okay. Sure. Is that okay? Yes, of course. (laughs) Okay. 
Good day. We're here with you in this room, Anya, who's called Ariel. We come to you through little one here whom you know as Cape Beloved or Beloved. We have been coming through her for many, many years, for eons. And we hear that you are asking questions on how this happens. So you see, in the beginning, when we first began coming through, and um, you did hear little one, because we call her little one, uh, you did hear her say that she had requested that she not appear as Ramtha. What she meant by that was she didn't want to freak people out, you know, but here is what happens when you agree to allow your physicality to be present for, um, we're going to use the word higher, but you understand that we know there is no higher. Yes, they are no different timelines, different places. No, but when you serve in this way, there is a coming together of um, energetic signatures. So when it began with little one, she could not open her eyes. She was in total trance, a total trance channel. And those are just words. But all that means is she, her eyes were closed and she you know, she, you may notice because you can actually see, we know that your listeners cannot, but you might notice still a shift in countenance because there is a shift that occurs, but it's not the way it was in the beginning. We have been working together for so long. So what happens is the longer we work together, our frequencies or signatures begin to meld and little ones begin to rise. Mm. And so as they come closer together, there is less of this distortion, which is not truly distortion. Right. Now, the voice, the reason the voice changes is because there is still the vibrations coming from each of us. Mm -hmm. And so it comes out differently. Now, will you, you will notice that the use of our language is different. Um, and that is because that is what we say. Now, little one brings forth many. The divine feminine comes through. Yeshua comes through. Um, Saint Germain comes through. Each one is very different than the other. Because each one has their own energetic signature, as you do, as each each being does, mm -hmm. even these beautiful beings that that you have upon your planet, you know these little ones, these four leggeds and two leggeds and flying things, each thing has its own energetic signature, so that is what happens, and that's why people can appear different and sound different. It's just the merging of the energetics. Mm -hmm. So. Understood. Thank you. You are most welcome. We are complete for now. End transmission.
Okay. So essentially you, so Ariel was saying that um, essentially like, cause when you started doing that, there was a clearly a difference in articulation. The way you spoke was different, but then I could hear the mm -hmm. odd time that your, your sound came back here and there. So is that because over time you've kind of learned to, I don't know, almost transmit in, in a way that's more natural to you or less kind of jarring? It, I'm not using the right words necessarily, yes. but less different. Yes. yes, we're coming together more and more and more. And at some point there might not be any difference at all. Right. Um, but for now, yeah. It's really but neat. it's very different than it was 20 years ago. And I have people from the beginning who are disappointed because they used to love to see the whole change. Yeah, well, because I think in a way you, you feel it. I'm sure you would. I'm sure you can appreciate this. So in a way, you feel like it's almost just too good to be true. Mm. Right. And so I can yeah. see how when the transition is so. I don't know, maybe like, I don't know polar opposite to you let's pretend that it yeah. almost for some people it, it would feel more like realistic or that they right yes I think that's true yeah yeah absolutely but, but I do appreciate that it would be more comfortable for you to be sitting into it in a way that isn't so foreign it is more comfortable and it's easier on my body yeah that yeah you know, it's much easier. The other thing is I have no idea what they say. So that was where our conversation began, right? Yeah, yeah. How do you, I have no idea what they said. I never know what they say. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I do um, moon ceremonies twice a month in my um, Facebook group. I've got a, a woman's community. And I go back and watch at the end so I can hear. <laughs> yes, get the message. So I can get the message, yeah, because I don't know. I yeah. mean, I have no idea. It's so interesting. One of the things that Ariel mentioned was um, that you channel other, other spirits. I do. As well. So um, I'm not asking you to do that now, but I'm just assuming that sometimes the sound or the voice would sound a little bit different in those, in those areas too. Totally different, totally different. Lately, um, for several months now, the Divine Feminine has been coming in. What's the Divine Feminine about? Um, the way they, they come through me, most of, of what they've been able, what they've been bringing through, um, is that it's time now on our planet for the divine feminine to really be present and really awaken because that's how we get to peace and that's how we get to unity. And they've been very clear to say that the divine feminine is not only in female bodies, right we in right. our feminine bodies we hold the divine masculine 
as well as the divine feminine. Yeah. But that now it's time for the divine feminine to really step up. Is that because really we're not taking care of ourselves? We're not nurturing ourselves. We're not, you know, practicing empathy and compassion. We're not, you know, that we're kind of, I guess, when I think of the divine feminine, uh, I think, I guess, less about ego when I think of that. I, I think that's true, too. A lot of what they've been bringing through is the need for us to shift the planet. That we are, you know, we're at a precipice. And we need, and we can shift this. And, you know, that we're in the, we're at the great reset, the great awakening. It's like being... I like to think of this time um, as being in the cocoon. You know, we're, we're cocooning, we're in the chrysalis, and we don't yet know what butterflies will emerge. But we're within, and we've had this opportunity for about six months to really go within and to see, okay, what's important where am I going? What am I bringing forth? How am I making a difference? And of course, it begins with self. It begins with self. Mm-hmm. So yes, about self-care and nurturing. And it's, it's time to, to really step into kindness. And there are so many people, I, I'm always so amazed there's so many people that don't realize how beautiful they are and how magnificent they are, and they're unkind. They would never be unkind to someone else, but they're unkind to themselves. So the Divine Feminine is bringing that message as well, that it starts, it's time to be in our hearts and living heart-centered, which is where our soul resides, is in our heart, and to come out of our heads, which doesn't mean don't use your brain. It doesn't mean don't develop these fabulous businesses and ideas and, and run with that, but it means doing it from a place of honor and respect and You know, the divine feminine is many things. Mother, yes. Warrior, yes. Um, Sassy, yes. Lover, yes. Um, She's everything. She's everything. And it's time to step into that, to the whole of it. She also wants us to look at other women as sisters, as friends, and not as competition. Because it's time to be a supportive sisterhood everywhere. Yeah. And part of that is remembering how abundant we are. If you see a woman that is just 
I mean, she's just flying. She's just taking off. That doesn't mean that because she's taking off, there's not enough to go around. Yes, exactly. You know, there yes. is plenty. It's time to really support that. Yes. And not just supporting women, supporting men as well. Yeah. We're at the time in our, of our evolution that it's time to be supported. It's time to, to call on all of our unseen helpers. It's time to partner with them, time to partner with the angels, awaken to our own intuition, to our own hearts, because everyone has this. So the Divine Feminine has been stepping in, especially in uh, the women's circle, you know, in the goddess circle. Um, Can we talk a bit about how you... So uh, so many things I want to say. Uh, so first of all, when you talk about the divine feminine, is that an entity? Is that a grouping of entities? Is that? It's, um, it's an energy. It's a group energy. The same way angels are. Okay. Angels are not a being. Ariel explains it this way. Angels are a group energy. They have no name. We give them names because we need, we need it. Right. But it's a soul group. The divine feminine is a soul group. Okay. Yeah, I understand that. Okay. So yes. I love how you're talking about the importance of connecting with heart. And I, yes. I agree with that because I think that, you know, it seems as though a lot of challenges people have is for self-love for sure. Yes. So you know, how do people get started with that? How do they, do they, are affirmations a helpful thing to get started? Are, you know, cleansing your, the people around you to make sure you're surrounding yourself by supportive people? Or is, is it even about your environment if it's self-love? You know, is cultivating time for self-care? I mean, how do you connect with your heart and, and have that compassion for your journey? It's really, you know, the first thing, is to be open and to be aware. I am really big on heart breath. You know what, what heart breath is? No. Would you like to experience some? Sure. Okay. May I do a bowl? Sure. Okay. So now we're getting into the crystal sound weaving. Is that right? Yes. Just a tad. Okay. Okay. This, I think, is just so important. So I invite you and I invite everyone listening to just close your eyes and just close. And just breathe. Just breathe naturally. You don't have to do anything with your breath. And 
And now I invite you to bring one hand to your heart and one hand to your belly. And just breathe. And now, as you breathe, just feel into your heart. Just breathe into your heart. And you might feel your heart light you might feel your heart warm and you might not feel any of that and that's perfectly fine As you breathe into your heart, just feel that connection. And now on this next breath, take a nice deep breath in and imagine breathing in love. and exhaling anything that you're through with. And just keep breathing in love. You might even be aware that love feels a particular way or on your next deep breath, breathe in love that you have for someone in your family. It might be a parent or a sibling or a child. And it might even be love that you felt for them a long time ago. And just feel that. And on the next in-breath, breathe in love that you have 
for a partner, a romance, a husband, a wife. It might even be love that you once felt. But breathe it in. And just fill yourself with beautiful, blissful, romantic love. And then take another deep breath. And on your next breath, breathe in love that you might have for a friend. And feel that love, feel that in your heart, in your being, in your field. And on your next in-breath, breathe in love that you might have for a pet. And feel that. yourself Empathy. 
and breathe in empathy and exhale compassion. as you breathe, bring yourself, your awareness back to your body. That was awesome. That was a gift. Thank you so much. That was really special. Cool. <laughs> yeah. You are so you are so welcome. So heart breath. Just such, you know, it's just such a, a beautiful thing to just really connect, connect with your heart. And we can all do that. You know, just breathing in love and then breathing out anything that you're finished with. Yeah, and I think, do you think sometimes if you can't even place what you're finished with at the time, if you're just breathing out with that intention, it takes care of itself? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely do. That gets back to the trust. Yeah. Right? Just, just trust. Listen, it's... Yeah. It's already been an hour. I don't even know. Like, oh my we haven't God. even. <laughs> we were all over. Yeah, the but we place. haven't even gone to all the directions I would like to go in. So, uh, are you happy to talk for a few more minutes? Yes, of course. Okay, and then maybe I would love if we would have another conversation at another time where we can get actually. Sure. Then we can talk maybe in our next conversation about you know really get into the angel code oracle. We can talk more about astro numerology. I wanted to know more about unseen realms and things like that. Yeah, of course. Okay, but I really think that you know we need to kind of finish up here with talking about the abundance mindset, manifestation, yeah. and things like that. So one thing that I feel is that. We live in a world where uh, there's a lot of fear, obviously. Sometimes yeah. I feel that, you know, people believe that they need to live with scarcity and that if they want or desire things that are, let's say, let's use the word luxurious, let's get crazy, use the word luxurious, <laughs> that on some level it's shallow or that it would be taken away from someone else. And so I wanted to talk to you a bit about that, but I also wanted to share one small story with you, you know, okay. kind of on, on what you were talking about before. So I did a workshop a little while back on purposeful leadership. And one of the things that we ended with was I had everybody make vision boards because I wanted them to feel that, you know, they were in the driver's seat of their life and they, they had the control. And if they knew where to direct their energy, you know, that would, sure. that will help them. Right. Yeah. What was really interesting is all the participants I had four at the time, it's not like I had a thousand, but my point is still the same. They all had different vision boards 
And that shows, that just proved in that one small example that we all desire at times different things. And yes. so when we, you know, talk about abundance mindset, it's kind of goes back to what you were talking about before in a sense that, you know, there's enough for everyone to go around. Yes. And the lovely thing is that you, beloved, you, you might desire something that's totally different from me, which means we're not taking away from each other. And I love how you talked about, you know, sisterhood and, and women and, and supporting each other. And, you know, I feel that at times when you can be happy for other people, when you can fill your own tank with gratitude, that's when you yeah. get on the frequency of being able to receive. So I just was wondering if you could Absolutely. comment on the thoughts of being shallow and, you know, in relation to wanting, because it's not always about wanting stuff, but it's about wanting a quality of life. You know, for me, I would much rather buy all eco things and all organic foods and things sure. like that to nurture my body, but those are always more expensive, right? So, you know, maybe if you could talk a bit about that and, and also whether or not you had any thoughts on getting on the frequency of receiving and feeling deserving. Okay. Um, you see, okay, th this is one of the things that is, I think, the basis of everything. And that is understanding that we are energy. We're energetic beings, but so is everything. Everything vibrates. This table vibrates, right? Yes, yes. We cannot create, invoke, or have what does not match our vibration. You can't do it. Right, because like attracts like, like magnets. Exactly, exactly, because we are, we are magnet. But what we can do is continually work on ourselves to move ourselves up. To, yes. Um, so, for example, and I believe in luxury, I have no problem. My friends call me the magic manifester. If it's out of my mouth, it's here. Yes, thank you. I'm most like absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. My my okay, part of it's about pampering ourselves. Everybody's pamper, like vision boards, everybody's pamper is different. Yeah. Okay. My pampering is my tub and I just ordered a two-person 17 inch deep freestanding tub yes girl <laughs> love it that's it with the teak um tray oh. for a glass of wine or a cup of tea and a book and my candles and the whole thing oh my god I love it that's I'll take my one, thing. Thank you. That's it. <laughs> that's that's my thing. You know, yeah. to me, that that might not yeah. be your thing. It might not be someone else's thing. But 
I believe it starts there. What is the most luxurious thing that you can think of for yourself in this time? For someone, it might be taking a walk on the beach. For someone, it might be having the perfect cup of espresso or cup of tea or curling up with a good book. We all have our own understandings of prosperity and abundance and luxury. Yes. But if we start there and we treat ourselves well, I don't want to hear you say, yeah, my luxury, oh, the most luxurious thing I can think of is to sit with the glorious cup of tea by myself for 20 minutes. Oh, goodness, with my journal. and But I don't have the time. Girl, for the other shoe to drop there. I was like, what's wrong with that? (laughs) If you don't have the time to do that for yourself, you don't have the mindset for prosperity and abundance. And you don't have the vibration for it. Yeah. And and I know that sounds hard. But that's why you might be having that time. That's right. That's where it starts. Yeah. And that gets back to self-worth. I'm not worth taking 20 minutes out. Write it in your doggone planner. Yeah. Write it in your planner. You enjoy wine, but times are hard. and, And, you know, you'd love a $40 bottle of wine, but your pocketbook says a $4 bottle of wine, buy the $4 bottle of wine and enjoy it every day. And enjoy it with as much um, gratitude as you would the $40 or the $100. I remember my husband is um, off planet. But when we first married, we went on a trip And we decided, and this was back in the day, we were each going to take $10, which was probably about $25 today. And as a game and as a joy and as a gift to each other, we were going to buy each other one thing for that. And we went in Florida to St. Almond's Circle, which is, you know, a beautiful shopping area. And, um, He gifted me with one bar of soap. One bar of soap. And I gifted him with one um, uh, cream for shaving. Because he had a beard and he liked to do that. It was was the, the most luxurious thing I could find that he would enjoy. Mm. And he gave me the most luxurious thing. And we set a limit on purpose. We gave each other a limit. And it was, okay, but what's in your heart? What do you see as luxury? What do you see as abundance and prosperity? Yeah. Uh, Bars of soap, too, are so luxurious. Like some of them are just... (sighs) exquisite is actually the word 
Exactly. Especially today. Yeah, especially. So, yeah. yeah, really. Because now, oh my goodness, and they're so beautiful today. Oh, yeah. And some have gems in them and crystals and oh my goodness, I could go on forever. <laughs> but the first thing to knowing that someone is worth it is to treat yourself first. Treat yourself first. And I'm sorry, I don't see that as selfish. If I can't treat myself well, I can't serve you well. Yeah. I can't. It's the same thing as being on the plane with the oxygen, right? Yeah. You've yeah. got someone with you that needs it, you do yours first. Because if I don't feel taken care of, if I don't feel connected to my soul, I can't give to you. Yeah. I can't. Not yeah. as beautifully and, beautifully and unencumbered and graciously as I want to do. Yeah. So gift yourself. Everyone listening, the first thing I want you to take and write down, just write down what for you is luxury. And then I want you to do it. Yeah. And make yourself a promise. Okay. This, the 16th, in two weeks' time, because we're coming up on, on um, full moon, and I'm really big on moon manifesting, the new moon in Libra, and Libra is Venus-ruled. That's all about, you know, people think that, that Libra is all about justice and balance and harmony, but it's also about luxury, about beauty, about love. It's Venus. Mm. And that is coming up in two weeks. So between now and then, and if you miss this one, on the next new moon, because I don't know when you're listening, but yeah. by the next new moon, I want you to do something for yourself that is a sign of prosperity and abundance and know that you are worth it. And it's not being selfish to take time for yourself. It's not being selfish. I know, I know people, especially women, especially women that are such givers, that will go out and they will do for everyone else. And they don't think anything about, oh, just getting a little gift for someone. Just because. But they don't do it for themselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's so true. I want to share a story quickly. So sure. I um. Uh, so obviously we're going through COVID at the moment. So I had yeah. my birthday in March. You and I are recording this end of September, uh, twenty twenty, depending on when people listen. Yeah. And so I had a gift certificate to go and get a facial and a pedicure, which is facials are like one of my favorite things in life. That's my, oh, yes. I love that. So anyway, by the time I was able to go, it was, uh, it was actually just uh, like a couple months ago or two, month and a half ago, right? When they reopened. So I remember I'm getting my facial and I'm lying there and I'm thinking to myself, I want this every month. I need to create a way that I can have this every month because I was thinking about how it forced me to take a break 
I thought about all the smells and the luxuriousness of it and how it's helping my skin, you know, all these sort of things. It just, and it made me just take time to nurture my own spirit. So I let, I ended up leaving and about a month and a half later, I thought about, you know, how hard I'd been working and I needed a break. And I thought, well, what am I doing? I'm going to book myself in for a facial. And I ended up getting my tax return also. Yes. Yes. All right. I'm screw it. I'm going to do it. So I booked myself in for a facial because I think sometimes we do have this, well, it's got to be a special occasion or whatever, right? Exactly. I booked myself in for a facial last month. And while I was there, I went, you know what? I've got money right now. I am going to book myself in for a facial and I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to get a one hour massage and I'm going to pay for it all now so that I just know that it's just going to be a luxurious thing. And so I'm going and doing that. It's either on October 9th or October 16th, actually. It's one of those two days. So it's already (laughs) paid, it's already booked in, and it's already done. And I, I kind of realized that, you know, if I want that, it's up to me to just to prioritize that. Right. And so yes. I just wanted to reinforce that if you want something, you know, it's, it's all well and good to sit back, but you can also, you can make it happen. Like that's, you have to, you know, take the steps to make it happen. And Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And what yeah. I thought was so important too, about what you were just talking about luxury is luxury doesn't need to cost money because if, if, you know, a, a facial, uh, from a spa isn't in the books for you at the moment. It doesn't mean you can't make your own facial at home out of avocado or whatever it is, you know, go to Pinterest, do that. Or yeah. if you, you know, the, the $4 wine or the cup of tea and sitting in peace and taking a breath. And, you know, yesterday, and this might sound, you know, ridiculous because people might do it every day, but I don't, I actually sat outside and I ate my lunch outside without working. And that was a big deal because that's not in my normal behavior. Yeah. Yeah. And those are lovely, lovely things. And you're right. They don't have to cost money at all. Mm -hmm. Another thing to realize, though, when we do spend money is dollars are just an energy exchange. Yeah. We're exchanging. It's a barter system, right? Yeah. So exactly. with your facials, you're exchanging. You're giving your money. They're giving you a facial. Yeah. So, but there, I mean, there are just so many ways that we can treat ourselves, but we need to treat ourselves, especially now during COVID. Yeah. You know, it's really important. And that helps bring the the self love and the I'm worth it, you know. And then the ability to receive, because I am hearing from yes. you, and you don't give to yourself first. Uh, in a way, how do you expect to be able to receive? Like, how will other people know how to treat you? In a way, do you think? I definitely think so. How many? I I was guilty of this. Um, I can remember years ago, I received an award from the city. I had a, a business then, like a brick and mortar business, and I was very active. And I received this amazing award. And I stood up 
And the only thing I could say was, thank you. Because receiving, I went through a time in my life where receiving was difficult. Yeah. I mean, think about the times that, that people just give us beautiful words. Yeah. You know? And how many, how many of you listening will do things when someone says, oh, thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it was nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or you're so fabulous at that, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, I'm not that good. You know, like not Ex yet. Exactly. So I think it gets back to spirit. It gets back to knowing that we are divine souls. So if I believe that I am a divine soul and there's something there, and I don't care what you call it, you know, God is God, the source, great spirit, or the tree. It doesn't matter. But if I'm part of that, and then I belittle myself, then I'm belittling the divine. If I acknowledge that I'm part of the divine, and you're part of the divine, and Susie Q's part of the divine, and Johnny's part of the divine, right? Yeah. Then when someone says something nice to me, I, I have to step up and say, oh, thank you so much, without the other language. Because I'm making less out of something that's beautiful. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah. No, it does. And I think even yeah. just saying thank you so much is enough. You don't need to comment further. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much is a wonderful thing to say. Yeah. The beautiful thing to say. Mm -hmm. The other thing is acknowledging other people. I'm forever telling other people how fabulous I think they are. Oh my God, you are so fabulous. You are so magnificent. Oh my goodness. You know, I think that's really important that yeah. we do that. And I really mean it. Yeah. That's, you know, when I say it, it's not, it's not inauthentic, yeah. but just those kindnesses, when we get used to offering kindness, that's part of offering abundance and prosperity. That's part of what opens the, um, the conduit. Yeah, because you're you know? getting on the same frequency to attract yeah. more of the same. Yes, exactly. And that's what it's about. Yeah. It's about keeping your frequency and getting your frequency in alignment with what you are creating. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. a big deal. Yeah, it's yeah. a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal because we're meant to, you know, we're here to have a human experience, which is hard enough. And it doesn't mean that we need to deprive ourselves or live in fear, scarcity while we do it. <laughs> we can't. Exactly. Exactly. We're yeah. not meant to live in scarcity. No. We didn't sign up for scarcity. No. 
There's nothing noble about scarcity. No, exactly. There's nothing noble about scarcity. That's so right. No, nothing yeah. noble about it. No. And usually a lot of that is old messages stuck in our root chakras. You know, messages that mm. we've heard. Like you have to work hard. Yeah. Nothing comes don't, easy. Don't be, nothing comes easy. <laughs> don't be pound wise, penny foolish. Pennywise, pound foot, whatever those things are. Yeah, um, yeah. 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 So there's plenty for everyone. And you just have to know it. You just, you just have to believe it. And isn't, I don't remember what brand it is that says fake it till you make it. I don't know. I think that's a brand. So I'm asking y'all out there, you know, if you don't believe that there's plenty if you don't believe that you are a powerful creator if you don't believe that that you know you can have your dreams and and create then i invite you to fake it till you make it and just again start doing one thing mm. before the new moon whenever you're listening do something that you label as prosperous, abundant, luxurious, and it doesn't have to involve money. And one thing I'll say on that as well is I, I practice acting as if. So for me, acting as yeah. if is essentially you get clear on who you want to be and where you want to yeah. go and you make decisions that take you there. So if I'm shopping, uh, if I'm going to buy myself, let's say, a new sweater or something like that I think about how would the woman in the future picture that I want to become that I am becoming would she wear this sweater and I buy the clothes that she'll wear and it's kind of like you're you're telling the world how to treat you and you're transforming into your future version now which is Absolutely. really powerful isn't that powerful yes. yeah because that's what you're doing you are actually absolutely transforming into that future you yeah absolutely that's you know the thing with intentions when people write intentions mm -hmm. i don't use the word intention because for me intending's in the future well i'm intending right so what do you use i use create i do creation oh, yeah. i like that because yeah. you're doing it now yeah well, I like I'm that. doing it Ooh, now. I like it a lot. But all of a sudden, my body was like, yeah, yeah. Like, I got really <laughs> excited. Isn't that cool? But it's the same thing. As if. When you're, when you're setting your creation statement, it's as if. It's not, oh, I'm bringing in this amazing job. No, yeah. it's, I am enjoying this amazing job where I love my work and the hours are perfect. And it's, I am now in the present. I am now in the present. Yeah. In the present. Because when we do that, we're actually creating an invocation. Yes. We're invoking, we're calling in, and that is powerful. Yes. So it's the same thing that you do. Oh, that's so good. With the as if. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
but I like using the, I do when I'm goal setting. Yeah. So I guess maybe I need to look at my language, I, I suppose, but I, I do, I did learn to um, say like, I have, you know, 500 members in my membership and then I go buy and then I do a date. So I, I do yeah. work at affirming that this is already is now. Yes. Tomorrow never comes is what we're getting at. Never. That's yeah. right. You yeah. know, um, there's that saying that, let's see, yesterday's a canceled check. Tomorrow is, oh, I can't remember what tomorrow is. And today is the present. It's yes. kid, yeah. Right? So we yeah. only have today. Today is a present. It's yeah. our gift. We only have these moments and if if I'm in this moment, if I'm in today, I have no fear because fear is future. I have no anxiety because that's past. Yeah. I'm right here. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so yeah. much, beloved, for such a powerful oh episode, for your gift of your heart <laughs> center. You. Uh, I'm going to actually pull that and put it on its own thing as well so people can listen to oh. that. Um, separate cool. also from our conversation. I feel uh, as though I would love to talk to you again. There's just so many things. So hopefully <laughs> we can arrange another time if you're up for it. I would love that. Yeah. So I just yeah. thank you so much for all your wisdom and your gifts and for sharing um, Ariel's vision or, you know, mm -hmm. words with us as well. Yeah. And yeah. It was just, it was really just a great conversation and I love getting to know you more. Thank you. I loved spending time with you. That was awesome. Just awesome. What a wonderful chat. Yes. Hi. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.